Blog Talk Radio. There's a word for somebody in here. Look at your name and say the best. Is yet? Is yet? To come. Come on and give God praise up in here. Come on, children.
the Fells family. Thank God for you, you, and you for listening. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Washington, D.C., North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, California, Michigan, Illinois, Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, the United Kingdom, Spain, France, Germany, Sweden, Turkey, Pakistan, South Africa, Mozambique, Nigeria, Ghana, Hungary, Japan, South Korea. Thank God for all of you listening in around the world. We pray that something is said to help you along life's journey. Something is said to help you along the way. Something to said that is said to encourage you. For those of you have that have joined in for the first time, our theme scripture here is Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. And it says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And so today we come with the message. We come with the gospel of Jesus the Christ. We come to let you know that God sees all and he knows all that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the good and evil. We came to let you know that the gospel is good news and glad tidings that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, that he lived, that he died, that he shed his blood on Calvary uh, for the remission of our sins. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so the message of Jesus Christ is the message of hope, that he is the hope of glory. Christ is the hope of glory. He's our soon coming king. He was, he is, and he is to come. And certainly you don't have to be down and out. You don't have to be oppressed. You don't have to be suicidal because the gospel is here to free you, to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. And so there is no good thing that he will withhold from you if you walk upright. And so you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And then you can have the confession and the testimony that it is him that we live, we move, and have our being. And so today we want you to be encouraged today uh, to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, to apply it to your life, and to live thereby. Again, the gospel is good news. And so at this time, we are going to hear another selection, and then we will um, come back and we will... Uh, share with you out of the scriptures, share with you out of the word of God, um, because um, there is so much going on in the world, the violence, killing, um, the shooting, the murders, the rape, the political unrest. But what, what we need to know is that God has it all in his hands every day every second every minute every hour god has it all in his hands stay tuned and be blessed Stop it! 
to read that and then we are going to hear a selection and come back. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter twelve verse one. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such in one caught up to the third heaven and I know such a man whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for a man to utter of such and one will I glory and yet of myself I will not glory 
but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Then am I strong. One day at a time.
help me today. Show me the way one day at a time. God, our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share. We thank you for the opportunity to share with the listeners around the world. We pray that something is said to heal, to deliver, to save, to set free, to lift heavy burdens. We pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart are acceptable unto you. We thank you for your word, for your words are spirit and life. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. In this first passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, we see a familiar story about the thorn in the flesh, and we know that the Apostle Paul, who had once been on the other side, was now on the Lord's side. And certainly we know that he had persecuted Christians, and he was anti-Christ himself. But certainly one day he had a conversion. He met God for himself on the Damascus Road, on um, the way to um, living his own life and doing what he wanted to do and to persecuting God's people. God struck him down. And certainly he had an encounter that changed his life. And certainly once you meet God, uh, having a God encounter is something that will change your life forever. Have an encounter with Jesus will change your life forever because certainly he is the only way Uh, certainly he is the light of the world and certainly he is our savior he's our healer he is our deliverer he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him Uh, certainly we can cast our cares upon him certainly he is at the right hand of the father making intercession for you and i he is the only one that can save us from our sins He's the only one that can lift heavy burdens. He is the only one. He was, he is, and he is to come. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. And out of all of these things, um, there was something going on in Paul's life that he could not uh, comprehend, that he could not understand, but it was a message of Satan to buffet him. And certainly we don't know what that thorn in his flesh was, but he knows that uh, we know that he went to God three times about it. And certainly God did nothing about it. And today there's someone listening that you've been to God one time. You've been to God two times. You've been to God three times. You've been to God 10 times. You've been to God so many times. You can't even remember how many times you've been to God about that particular thing that particular situation, that particular person, that particular place that seems to constantly prick you. Uh, But I'm reminded of the quote that said, I believe it was Frederick Douglass, that says, uh, you cannot have roses without thorns. Uh, Where there is no struggle, there is no progress. And certainly every rose, someone went on to say, has its thorn. And so the the theme here that is repeated is that there's something in your life that you can't get rid of. But as the song suggested, P.J. Morton and Leandria said, he's got it all in his hands. And so when we know that he has it all in his hands, so uh, we can put it all in his hands. We can uh, give it over to God, whatever that thorn, whatever that situation. Why? He says, my grace is sufficient. For the grace, um, somebody said, grace woke me up this morning. Grace started me on my way. Grace will help you 
love your enemies, but most of all, grace will brighten up your day. All I need from Jesus is just a little more grace to help me to run this race. And so no matter what is going on in your life, know that God has given you grace. Uh, my grace is sufficient for thee. Uh, there is nothing that can be done uh, for those, they that live godly will suffer persecution. Um, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. And certainly we have to hold on to it, that God is going to deliver us from whatever the situation. And if he does not deliver us, it's not because he cannot deliver us, but it's there to keep us humble. It's there to keep us before his throne. It's there to keep us in his face, uh, to keep us from uh, being high and mighty, to let us know that, listen, we're only human. We're only flesh. There's no good thing in the flesh. And certainly let us know that when we would do right, evil is present. To let us know that we're not perfect and certainly we're not in a perfect world. And certainly we don't uh, dwell around perfect people. Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell among unclean people. And so he was, Isaiah had some questions about why God was calling him. But certainly God uh, prepared him for his journey, prepared him for his ministry, certainly uh, touched his mouth, uh, certainly let him speak and proclaim, let him see and hear what the Spirit had to say. And so you and I need to know today that, yes, you may have a thorn in your flesh, a thorn in your side, a pain in your family, a pain with your friend, a pain with your neighbor. Uh, the thorns just keep coming, it seems, sometimes. But know that God said in his word that his grace is sufficient. In a red letter edition, it says, my grace is sufficient for, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. The strength of God is that we are weak. The strength of God is that we are only human. The strength of God that we are our flesh. So Paul's response was, I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And certainly we need the power of Christ to rest upon us. We need the power of Christ to dwell inside us. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, and to teach us. We need the Holy Spirit to keep us. We need the Holy Spirit to bring all things to our remembrance. And so as long as we have God, as long as we have uh, Christ, certainly everything will work out for our for our, our good and for his glory. The second passage of scripture I want to share with you comes from the book of Job, and it's a very familiar passage, Job uh, chapter one. Ooh, I I don't want to I don't want to read everything, but I think most of us know the story. But if we read um, Job chapter one and we read verse starting at verse eleven, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath. And he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job 
and said the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and have burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped along to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. What themes do we have here in Job? Again, we see messengers coming. And so we know that messengers can bring good news or they can bring bad news. Uh, but here in Job, uh, we have some reoccurring uh, themes. And the issue here in Job is he says, listen, key points. We remember the Lord gives and the Lord takes. What else can we learn from Job? That we have to uh, worship God no matter what's going on. For the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. If you're having a good day, give God thanks. If you're having a bad day, give God thanks. If you're having a mediocre day, give God thanks. When you wake up in the morning, give God thanks. When you lay down at night, Give God thanks. Why? Because we have to learn one thing from uh, Job. Job was not in control of his situation. If Job, he was a perfect and upright man, the Bible says. So no matter how upright you are, how perfect you are, how good you are, it does not exempt you from trouble. For we read on further in Job, but Job says, man born of a woman has a few days and they are full of trouble. So if you're alive, if you're living, trouble will come your way. And certainly one of the things that you have to come to grips with and come to terms with in life is sometimes you don't get out of life what you put in it. Sometimes you put good things in life and and you get bad things out of life. Sometimes you put out bad things in life and you get good things. For God reigns on the just and the unjust. And there's going to be some sunshine. There's going to be some uh, rain. Um, the, the song says God has not promised us, uh, I believe it says sunshine, but a little rain uh, to appreciate the sunshine. And I may have mixed the words up a little bit, um, but that is the good of life and the bad of life. And certainly we have to take the good 
with the bad. We have to take the mountains with the valleys. We have to take the ups with the downs. And certainly it creates a balance. It's like uh, one of the items on the playground that I was accustomed to growing up, there was something called a seesaw. Now, they they no longer have certain items on playgrounds. I guess they were dangerous, but at the time, we probably didn't know they were dangerous. But there are certain things on the playground. One that I loved was the seesaw. And the seesaw, in order for you to go up, your partner had uh, to go down. In order for you to go down, your partner had to go up. So the person on the ground had to push off the ground in order to seesaw back and forth. And so sometimes life is like that. It teeter-totters back and forth. But listen, just hold on while you're teeter-tottering back and forth. And then there was something else on the playground that they no longer have on the playground, the merry-go-ground. And it's interesting to note that not only were these um, items of, of force, uh, but they were metal objects as well. And so if you hit your head, you were in trouble. But the merry-go-round required a push start. Somebody had to get a push start and jump on so that you could go around and around, around the merry-go-round. And certainly there's no, it's no longer here. But listen, sometimes life takes you in circles. You go around and around and around. It's like a broken record. It keeps repeating over and over again. But what do you do even on the merry-go-round? You have to hold on. And so matter, no matter what is going on, if you have a up, if you have a down, if trouble keeps coming, if the messages keep coming with bad news, just hold on. Because what happens in the end? God restored Job. God gave, restored his health. Uh, God restored his wealth. God restored everything to Job. And so we have to hold on waiting uh, for um, restoration. He says, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change coming. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand in the latter day. And so we have to know that no matter what is going on, our Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. I love to hear uh, that song. I know my Redeemer lives. That is a strong of, song of strong conviction and testimony. Last passage of scripture that I want to leave with you today comes from the gospel according to St. John. The gospel according to St. John chapter 8, uh, beginning at verse 1, and we're going to read down to verse 11. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning, the same that he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. When they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto him, He that is without sin amongst you, let him first cast a stone at her. 
And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest even until the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Uh, there are, as we talk about lessons learned, there are several things that we have learned uh, this week. We've learned that uh, we have to be patient. We learned that sometimes there are uh, some thorns in our flesh that won't go away, but God's grace is sufficient. What have we learned this week? That the Lord gives and he takes, and sometimes you can smile and sometimes you can cry. And certainly another thing that we've learned on today in Red Letter Edition, Jesus says, he that is without sin amongst you, let him cast a stone at, let him cast, let him first cast a stone at her. And so what we find out is there is something that the world says, if you live in a glass house, do not throw stones. Why? Because if you, and I believe that is self-explanatory. If you live in a glass house and you start throwing stones, you run the risk of breaking the glass. And certainly there is in architecture, I study architecture, there is a house in Connecticut, a glass house, and certainly it's glass all the way around. And certainly the danger in that house is, one, everybody outside can see inside. Everybody inside can see outside. Uh, so there is no secrets. There is no privacy if you live in a glass house. And certainly if we live, all of us, so to speak, live in a glass house because you know something about somebody and somebody knows something about you, whether it be public information or private knowledge and confidentiality, somebody knows something. And so we know that uh, sin is still wrong. All unrighteousness is sin. We grow up hearing that sin is the blame for it all. Uh, certainly we know that uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We know that there's only two places, there's a heaven and there's a hell. And certainly uh, it is easy to start pointing the fingers. It's easier to call someone else a liar. It's easy to call someone else a cheater. It's easier to call someone else an adulterer. It's easy to come so call someone else a homosexual. It's easy to call someone else a fornicator. It's easy to call someone else a thief. It's easy to call others those things, like these men call this woman an adulterer. But when the tables were turned and it was time for someone to accuse them of being the same thing or even worse, it's easy to call someone a murderer or a rapist or a a killer, but when it's turned around at you, and certainly you're found in that position, what happened? They walked away, and Jesus said, "Woman, where are those thou accusers? Hath no man condemned thee?" Because they were all convicted. The same stones that they wanted to throw at her could have been thrown at them, except it was not their time of exposure. And so, because it was her time of exposure, everything was okay. But when it was their turn as exposure, it was not okay. And so what we have to remember on this week, I remember the story about a man named John Bradford. He was an English evangelist in the 1500s, and certainly he eventually, uh, he met his fate. He was, he burned his fate. But he was passing by the gallows one day and passing by where people 
um, criminals were being hanged. And he said, there go I, John Bradford, there go I, your name there, my name there, there go I, but for the grace of God. And so what, here we go back to grace. God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. Grace, God's unmerited favor. There we go back to grace. There go I but for the grace of God. It could have been any one of us. It could have been me. It could have been you hanging at the gallows. It could have been any one of us. Uh, like Job's uh, children were just sitting in the house and trouble came, death came. It could have been any one of us. But certainly God has spared our life. He has allowed us to, as they say, be in the number one more time. Uh, when the roll, uh, the wake up, we made the wake up list on this morning. And so for that reason, we give God glory. We give him honor. We give him praise. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. We serve a great God. And so, yes, there are some things in our life that we want God to take away. And sometimes he takes it away. Sometimes he doesn't. But just remain humble. Continue to seek God's face. Continue to pray without ceasing. Continue to make your request known unto God. Continue to cast your cares upon him, knowing that he cares for you. Please, 
Reverend James Moore, take it away from me. Certainly we pray that something has been said to help you along life's journey, uh, help you through the week as we talked about lessons learned. And certainly we've learned so many lessons on uh, on this week. And certainly every day there is a lesson to be learned. One songwriter said there's a blessing in the lesson. And certainly sometimes we don't know that we're learning lessons, but certainly God is teaching us and certainly he is preparing us to share with someone else. Again, we talked about the Apostle Paul who had a thorn in his flesh. And certainly we talked about Job who had more trouble than anybody we that we know of. And certainly uh, we also talked from the uh, gospel according to uh, St. John about the woman um, caught in the act of adultery. And we've learned that we can't throw stones as if we live in a glass house. And certainly that's probably about the biggest one that I learned on this week because I found so many people uh, willing to cast judgment on others in situations that they know nothing about. And so I'm reminded, uh, certainly that is seared into me, there go I, but for the grace of God. It could have been me. It could have been you. It could have been any one of us that life put in an unfortunate circumstance or situation. But we know that all things work together for the good of them that are loved the Lord, that are called according to his purpose. And so um, I believe with that, um, again, we thank God for all of our listeners. We want you to tune in on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Block Talk Radio, and listen in any time of day or night. Uh, certainly, we have some great guests, some awesome testimonies, some awesome music, some awesome experience, some authors, some community leaders that are part of our Global Gospel Network, some educators, and certainly we thank God for all of them. We thank God for the listening audience. And so, um, because everybody has a message and everybody has a ministry that can help you along life's journey. Uh, we are going to conclude today. Uh, again, thank you for all of our sponsors. We are con- going to conclude conclude today with raise a hallelujah. No matter what's going on, uh, what did I say? We've got to worship God. We've got to praise God. We've got to give him glory and everything. Give thanks. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. And so we're going to conclude today with Bree Babineau, raise a hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for another day we've never seen before, God. God, we thank you for how you continue to move by your spirit, how you continue to work in every situation, how you continue to work through the good, bad, and the ugly, God. God, we stand on your word today that every valley shall be exalted and every high place shall be made low, God. God, we stand on your word today that there is a bomb in Gilead, that there is healing today. God, we thank you today that you are our strength like no other, God. We thank you that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver out of them all, God. So every sick and afflicted today, everyone in the hospital, everyone in the rehab, everyone in jail, everyone in prison, everyone that is facing a a court legal issue or battle, God, 
Remember them in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has a health challenge, a financial challenge, that has a housing challenge, wherever they're challenged, God, God, we know that you can, uh, you are more, we are more than a conqueror through him that loved us. And certainly we will give us the strength, the power, the courage, the tenacity to go through and to endure hardness as a good soldier. And so we thank you and praise you for all things For every suicidal, let them know that you came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Let somebody know that this is not the end, but this is just the beginning, that you will show yourself mighty. You will show yourself strong. That we thank you, God, for being our salvation, our healing, and our deliverance. God, continue to cover us with your blood and keep us from dangers seen and unseen. We thank you and we praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. This is our prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray and we raise a hallelujah. Meet us every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here at Global Gospel. Raise a hallelujah.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. DW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.